Welcome everyone to episode eight of the Corporate corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. This is the um, winter solstice edition if you are in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, So I'm here. I'm also here. (laughs) And we're going to talk about Premier League soccer. (laughs) You know our names. We don't need to introduce ourselves. Yeah, Um, don't by this point. No, if you don't know us, then get off the get off the bus. (laughs) yeah (laughs) get off the pedal tavern um yeah (laughs) uh evan how are you doing i am doing uh well it depends on uh in which aspect of my life you're talking about doing in real life i'm in quarantine um waiting on a covid test uh in fantasy life or or in soccer life things are going well everton's doing nice oh my Uh, gosh and uh in fantasy soccer not doing great um so lot, lot uh yeah a lot of mixed emotions here <laughs> <laughs> a lot of oh, ups and downs i have a personal thing that i wanted to to i'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about it it <laughs> has nothing to do with anything about the talk about, but it's okay. something that we both have in common so i okay i meant to bring it up before we started but i just remembered so don't let me forget sounds good i can't wait um, i can't I'm glad we're giving this little teaser and no one's going to know exactly what we're talking about. So Totally. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Everton because I have been so enjoying watching Everton play the past couple of weeks. Like it's been, it's been so remarkable that they've been putting in performances without James Rodriguez, without Allen this past weekend. Um, just like a real joy to watch a team that is actually firing on more than one cylinder. Um, in a league that seems peppered with teams that are maybe doing one thing well, but not doing everything well. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been, uh, since we last potted, it's, it's been kind of a 180. We were struggling a lot and it's, it's honestly a little unfamiliar territory with Everton. Hmm. This is the exact time we should have just spiraled even more. And I think we have to give it to our coach. I mean, our manager is such, such class. Like, I, I, I know that the players have stepped up, several players, meaning um, Decore stepped into a different role. Iwobi um, has been pretty pretty good offensively. Yeah, he's been fun to watch. Gilfie has done okay. Like, he's, he's done a role, done a job um, in a couple of those games. And our defense has really started to gel with four center backs in the very back. So... I think they've kind of figured that out. And I think once that happened, um, we looked a lot better because we were just so shaky uh, in, in, in the back. And then, you know, we were always ready to counter. So once we kind of got settled back there, it was a little bit easier to watch. So, yeah, that's, um, that's been one of my favorite things to, to, to pay attention to uh, the last, uh, last three game weeks since we, since we last recorded. Yeah. And they've been, they've been like kind of scrappy games too. Like I think, you beat Chelsea 1-0, you beat uh, Leicester like 2-0, right? And then Arsenal 2-1. So it's not like you were blowing people out. You were like digging out wins out of the trenches. I'm surprised all three of those ended up being in our favor. Like you would expect with a classic Everton team to at least drop points in one of those matches, um, if not multiple of those matches, you know? Um so yeah, it's been it's been a nice surprise, and we have Sheffield next. Like things are looking up. Oh man! Uh, so we could really we could really make some strides over the festive fixtures, which is not like us. 
Um, so we could really kind of cement our place in the top four, hopefully, um, at least in, in in some Europe spots, you know, once we're all said and done with this. But um, yeah. yeah, what what have you been what have you been paying attention to uh, the last three game weeks? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been I don't know if paying attention to is the right uh, phrase, but I have been watching with a lot of trepidation the kind of dumpster fire that's going on in Arsenal right now. Um, <laughs> I truly can't believe what I'm watching. And it just seems like I don't I, I go back and forth as to whether to blame Arteta or whether it's just like a series of problems that are so ingrained at that club that it's just going to prevent them from excelling until some kind of massive change happens because like nothing on the field seems to be working and nothing kind of behind the scenes seems to be working for them, which is just so bizarre. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's, it's just, it is weird because they've made solid transfers. Like they brought in some good players to kind of um, fill some holes and yet, it just isn't working out. I, yeah, it is. It is kind of bizarre, and it not just that it's not working out, but just to the extent that it's not working out. They're like fifteenth or something in the league. It's yeah, not, they I, should not be down there with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang as the oh my gosh. as the forward. You know, gosh, it, he must be awful. He could have left. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I would care that much about it if Aubameyang wasn't on that team because I really like to watch him play he's just so much fun to watch play um he plays in like a style that i definitely associate with uh Borussia Dortmund which makes sense because he came from there but like just like gliding off of the wings into the center of the box it's like a thing of beauty um and just to not have that this year has been really disappointing yeah yeah you've said it you've but, said it yeah it's and i was actually thinking about it because I think they, you're right that they did bring in some good transfers. Like the Thomas Partey move obviously was like something everyone wanted, but I, I just like watched that team. And I think like they paid like 78 million for Nicola Pepe, which just seems so outlandish. Yeah. It's like, we almost, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see how that was ever worth it. I feel like they probably got a little bit hoodwinked by Leo yeah. when they picked him up. Yeah, I'm so glad that it didn't work out for Everton because, yeah, it looks like that just is not going to work out at all. Uh, I don't know if it's just because he's maybe not as good as people thought that he was or if it's just not – he's not the right fit for Arsenal. I don't know. Yeah, my my read on it is that he's just not like a creative engine of a team and they don't have a creative engine. Like, and is it Ozil? Did, yeah, I was going to say the only person that could do that is Ozil and they've ostracized him. Um, yeah. and I don't know. Let's not. <laughs> I don't even. That's a whole other. That's a whole podcast. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Well, I guess we are here for the geopolitics, but we're not here for those specific geopolitics. <laughs> not him. It, it. Maybe if this was like a new thing, but he's done this for so long. Like this has been going on for like four years or something. Like, just let him loose. Just let him go. Yeah. I don't know. But um, speaking of uh, not doing so hot. West Brom sacked their manager, um, obviously down at the bottom, bringing in Big face. Sam. Ooh. Big Sam, the gravy boat himself. One of your, ex- one of your exes. 
Yeah, one of my exes. Uh, glad to see him in the league, um, down far at the table, because he talked some utter shite after we sacked him. Uh, <laughs> he was like, he was like, I did so good, blah 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 blah, and uh, well, you deserve to be where you're at, Big Sam. Do you, you think- deserve? I think they'll do well, actually. You do? Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I think that I think I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep them up, but I think they'll do better. I mean, they're going to be boring to watch. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think that they'll eke it out. I think that they'll be able to kind of shore up something. Hopefully, it's enough for them to stay up. But personally, I don't want them to stay up. I think they're a boring team. Yeah, um, they have a couple of interesting players, but. Uh, I don't really care. I'm glad Big Sam went there. No, totally. Get uh, get them down. Get Derby County up in here. Yeah, love to see that. Get oh, Brentford. Brentford. Yeah. Brent. Um, let's see what I mean. Anything else that's gone on that uh, that's happened that we haven't talked about in Slack or haven't talked about in here on on here yet? The only other thing I would mention, just in terms of what was interesting to me over the past couple of weeks, um. I think that the Liverpool-Tottenham game was one of the most fun games I've ever watched of soccer. It was, like, such a joy to watch two teams with two, like, vastly different ideas about how to play soccer play those ideas out at such a high level. Like, it's, it's, it was magical. Yeah, they're, they're two very distinct types of play. Um, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, I'm glad to hear that it was that it was enjoyable. Um, I mean, just based on the scoreline, it looks like it was probably a fun watch. Um, and I think Jay was in there too. So I'm, um, so y'all, so what, I mean, what was the general, what do you take away from that? I mean, I thought, so I, I don't know exactly what I take away from it. I think obviously the, that result to me now is colored by Liverpool's six zero smackdown of crystal palace oh seven yeah that's right seven um (laughs) seven zero smackdown of crystal palace um uh and so now like my i my like read of that game is like liverpool on an upward trajectory but at the time it was like those teams are very evenly matched and i think even though um liverpool might be like a better team game to game i think tottenham might be better suited to win the league just because of like across multiple games, if that makes sense. Um, Cause you're okay. not expending as much energy by like packing the box, you know, you can play a little bit more conservatively and still get wins. Um, so. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, that's kind of what I was going to ask was it seemed like from that game, um, it seemed like everyone kind of agreed. Okay. Spurs are going to, they're in it. They're going to contend at least, at least right now. Now, obviously the last game or two haven't really gone their way. Um, but I do think that they are still contenders for, for the, for the, for the title. Um, this is the, I mean, this is the closest the Premier League has been at this point in the season for a while. So mm-hmm. um, it's still very much up for grabs and yeah, it, it's exciting to, to know that we're going to have a good race between Liverpool, Spuds, um, hopefully Everton we'll see yeah but I would love for it to come down to the last day oh yeah that would be a thing of beauty <laughs> hmm. 
All right. Uh, should we dive into the league table? Um, yeah, but before that, let me mention real quick that. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Our uh, we're our smack dab in the middle of the holiday fixtures, um, so there will be another stretch of three game weeks starting on Boxing Day, um, and extending through like the eighth or something like that. So just um, yeah, just a reminder that things are really congested. Pay attention to what's going on. Set those teams. Uh, make transfers if you need to. Um, and also just uh, just looking ahead, um, there are some blank game weeks and double game weeks already confirmed um, for January. So uh, pay attention to that. Go ahead and start thinking about your strategies. We'll talk about those uh, the next time we podcast. But just it's the hectic time of year. So um, make sure you're paying attention or otherwise you're going to slip and not be able to recover. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Um, so just to kind of give you the landscape of the league, which changed a little bit um, over the course of the past couple of weeks, I'm going to start from the bottom this week uh, just to, to vary things up. Um, so in sixth place, we have Tim Griffith with crumbs. Um, he's got 679 total points. He had a, a pretty tough game week with 28 points. Um, we can talk about why that might be partially because he captained Sun and Sun didn't really um, go off at the weekend, obviously. Um, and then dropping down one place to fifth place, we have our very own Evan Estes, um, Ancelotti and Pasti, 756 points. Um, had a very good game week, I would say, 62 points. Well, maybe not very good, but I would say good. Um, and that's something that I know you want to address is like the, the, game, the game weeks that you've been having recently that are good, but maybe not very good um, and how to, how to move from one to the other. Um, in fourth place, that means we have William Spicer with the Bruce Matthews, um, 758 points, just two points ahead of Evan. So we've got a real, um, a real race there between um, fifth and fourth place at the moment. Um, he had a really good game week with 73 points. Um, Captain Jack Grealish, interestingly, um, for 20 points, um, which is great. Uh, in third place, we have Wyatt Keener's winner faces, um, 781 points with uh, 50 points total on the week. Um, again, a little bit unfortunate, captaining Sun and not, not getting much um, production there. Now, in second place, having climbed past, clawed past uh, Wyatt Keener, uh, sitting in second place is me. Um, I've changed my team name to Apple Inc. Official for reasons that have to do with, uh, you know, censorship, uh, oversight of the <laughs> of the website. We don't this need to get into that. statement. Yeah, this is a statement. Uh, we'll see if it pays off. Um, but basically, I uh, I had a, a good game week with seventy five points, um, largely because. Uh, I captained Mo Salah and he got me, I think, 34 total points. That was just pretty amazing, basically getting half of my production from him. And then, uh, as always, in first place, Jerry Groth um, with Lords of Soccer Ball. He has 853 points, uh, having a a not very great um, game week at 32 points. Again, another another Sun captaincy that that didn't go off, which um, is unfortunate. So um, we're going to run down the teams themselves, I think, from top to bottom. Or do we want to run the teams themselves from bottom to top? What do you think, Evan? Um, doesn't matter to me. Did, uh, I think we decided from the bottom. Okay, cool. We can do the teams from the bottom, too. 
which means uh, I am going to be talking about uh, Tim Griffith's Crumbs. So as I mentioned, uh, Crumbs had 28 points this week. And really, when I look at uh, Tim's team this week, I see just some really unfortunate happenings. The, the main one has to be um, the Spurs loss this weekend um, that meant that uh, Sun and Regulon didn't get you many points. Uh, I like bringing in Regulon. We talked about bringing in a Spurs defender. I mean, I don't know much about Regulon as a fantasy player, but as a player to watch on the screen, dude is so much fun. Um, so much energy. Like, yeah, I could. I would imagine if I was a Spurs fan, that would be the kind of player I would just like fall in love with. Um, uh, so the the Spurs thing was unfortunate. And then also, um, this is kind of breaking as of a couple of hours ago, but Ben Chilwell um, has an ankle injury with an unknown return date. Um, it looked pretty, I was watching some of the game this afternoon. It looked pretty bad. Um, at least there were like medics on the field and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. It, it seemed like a little bit more than like the proverbial knock. So we'll see. Um, and that'll shake up not only Tim, but a couple of other teams in the league as well, I would imagine. Um, yeah, so really not, not great production from most of the people um, on your team. Uh, Vestigard, your kind of talisman, uh, getting you just two points here. Um, so that was a little unfortunate. And I want to talk a little bit about Tim's um, transfer moves that he's made over the past couple yeah. weeks. Because they're yeah, really... What's, in- he, what's he done? Because he's been a pretty solid... Uh, transfer maker if that's how you say that um he's made some solid transfers in the past um i think he has been unfortunate what did he do the last three weeks what moves did he make so he's made a couple of moves um so since we potted last time he took out hakeem ziek which is obviously good considering ziek's injury and brought in um riyad mares um that was for one game week and then he subsequently uh, dropped Riyad Mahrez and brought in uh, Gallagher from West Brom, uh, <laughs> which is a, a really very strange move, which uh, I already want to have Tim back on the podcast to talk to him just about that move. Um, and then he also um, dropped Jack Grealish uh, in favor wow. of Theo Walcott. Bold. Um, I know, just like some really, really bold moves. And so the the upshot of that is that he has currently in the bank five point three uh, pounds. So he is he's sitting on a stack of cash, basically. I oh, have a fe- I have a feeling that he's waiting to pounce on some particular player. Um, he's about to, yeah. I, I bet it's Salah. You think it's Salah? Yeah, that's my guess. Either Salah or Kane. Um, I, I do find it, I I do find it odd, um, that he's got three Southampton players in his squad, which Southampton are having a good good season. Don't get me wrong. But as far as for a fantasy perspective, I don't know that I would necessarily bring in Theo Walcott. (laughs) Yeah. He is, he is a frustrating player to watch in real life, much less to own in fantasy. So um, I, he has done well at Southampton so far. I mean, 
best of luck to you, but I I just don't know that it will. I wouldn't pin my hopes on Theo Walcott. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does with this money, though. Totally, I could see maybe he brought in someone like Theo Walcott just for like a week or two, and is going to dish him out for yeah. for someone else. Yeah. Just Although like, Southampton does have Fulham next week. Yeah, I mean, or I, I should say yeah. this week. I guess you hold him. You, I mean, you hold all your Southampton assets because they've got Fulham. Yeah, uh, that would be I, that would be my guess. Unless you have someone that you already know that you're going to bring in that's going to be like Salah caliber, um, then you might as well ditch him. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like you've got you still got a decent squad, um, and I do like the Regulon pick. Speaking of Spurs, they have some great upcoming fixtures. Um, really? So yeah. Definitely holding on to Regulon and Son is going to be huge for him. And if he could bring in, if he could bring in Kane with that money, that might not be bad either. Um, hmm. I think I would probably, yeah, I'd probably think about. I'm that's one thing I'm thinking about just um, in the long term. I want to bring him in, but yeah, um, yeah, bringing in someone like Kane or Salah is probably going to be pretty important for Tim if he wants to, if he wants to, you know, try to make his way up the ranks. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I would also just point out, Tim, that uh, it looks like um, Allison is back for Liverpool, um, back to his clean sheet keeping ways. Um, so that I think that would probably be worth a switch, um, putting him in for for yeah. Gallo there in the back. Definitely, definitely agree. But cool. yeah, Spurs Spurs have got a they've got like Fulham and Leeds in the next couple of weeks, I think, right? And like maybe West Ham or someone. Yes. Yeah. They have Wolves, Fulham, Leeds, Villa, Sheffield. Nice. That is tasty. Not bad. And then they have Liverpool and then Brighton. But that's, we're getting way too far out there. But yeah, the next few are, are really nice. So nice. All right. Uh, do you want to talk to us about, uh, about your team? Yeah. So I had 57 on this past week, um, which is, no, 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 no. Sorry. 60, 62. I'm looking at mine. I'm looking at the outdated official Premier League. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, I had 62 points, which was good. I was happy with it. Um, but just the past three weeks, it's been that. It's been good. I'm happy with it. No gains made. Yeah. So, um, I guess, well, let me go into the what I did. So I guess the big moves were, um, I brought in Riyad Mahrez as well. Okay. Um, I just I decided to hold on to him rather than ditch him after he didn't play. Mm. Um, and surprise, surprise, he didn't play. He didn't start again. He came <laughs> off the bench for one point. So um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, so I brought in Riyad Mahrez. It hasn't come off. Um, also brought in uh, Fabianski. Okay. Um, for keeper because Matt Ryan got dropped again for I have no idea why and uh, it looks like I think I saw something that Graham Potter said he's going with um, is his name Sanchez something like that um, I think he's going Sanchez. with other guy. yeah he's going with this other guy to start so um, I had to drop him so I brought in Fabianski um, he's at the top of the the point getters one thing that drew me to Fabianski was that it is West Ham and I don't necessarily trust West Ham a lot to keep clean sheets but um they're not bad this year they're no. decent 
Um, they're playing fairly well, and uh, Fabianski usually gets save points. There's only been like, I look, there's only like two games that he hasn't gotten a point for the amount of saves. So hmm. even when he doesn't keep clean sheets, he's likely to get um, at least, you know, three points. Um, so that's why I brought him in. No, so those were my two. Great. Those were my two moves. Um, now I still I have two free transfers. I've been rolling, um, mm. so that's going to be pretty important. And um, so I'm thinking about several different things. So one thing that has gone well for me, I'll, let's do this. One thing that has gone well for me the last three weeks is Cancelo. Mm. He's got me. A, let's see. I think he's got me three clean sheets in a row. No, he got me two out of three clean sheets um the past three weeks um three out of the last four so he's been he's been solid for me in the back um Grealish uh, had got me 10 points Bruno Fernandez got me 17 points this week and Kevin De Bruyne got me another I captained him so I ended up getting 10 but I I'm starting to doubt um going heavy on the the man city mids <laughs> um, it hasn't worked out because i've capped de bruyne in the last last couple um so that's probably what's not gone well so it's kind of weird that the two things the one thing that's gone well is my man city defender and the thing that hasn't gone well is my man city midfielders which is completely not what you would expect yeah um, so um yeah, I'm at a little crossroads here. I've got two free transfers. Um, I don't have a ton of money in the bank, but with Chilwell's injury, I can downgrade him. So mm-hmm. I've got a little bit to work with. Um, so I'm looking at making some moves, probably to bring in Salah or maybe Kane. Um, but I would probably have to drop either Fernandez or De Bruyne or Mares mm. or Son, but I'm not dropping Son. Yeah. So I've got some got some thinking to do and i'm really glad that we do have a um several days to well i guess we only have like three or four days to think about it yeah before we have to set our teams for the for boxing day but um i'm glad to have a li- at least a little bit of time to think about it um what do you i don't know I need, I, some, I need some perspective outside because <laughs> i have struggled like when i get into my own head and i don't have outside perspective it gets bad so that's why i haven't really made any ground yeah can I can I ask you a question about fixture congestion that I've been thinking about a lot? Yeah. And that question is, do you value form more when there are two games a week? Man, that's so tough. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. I would say yes with the caveat if, um, if you know that the player is going to start both games. Mm. So with Man City players, you can't, you cannot assure that they're going to play both games, much less one of the games, obviously. Yeah. Um, but with someone like Son or Kane, yes, absolutely. Um, and obvious, and honestly, with Liverpool too, with Salah, that's why I'm thinking about bringing him in. Um, yeah. They are on the upwards trajectory. They're like hitting stride now. Um, so yeah, if they're going to have three games back to back to back then yeah, I want to bring someone in that's going to play all those games and they're in good form because it's just going to keep up. So yeah, I would say, I would say I probably slightly favor it a little bit more. Yeah. During the, during the congestion. Yeah. I think I do too. And so that's good to hear you say that. Um, 
I, I mean, I think based on that and based on what I've been seeing, Liverpool attacking players are where it's at right now. Yeah. And partially for a reason that goes under reported, which is that the way Jurgen Klopp seems to be subbing those attacking players out is that he'll give them like, regardless of whether they're like sitting that game, he'll give them like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. For instance, like with Salah, like he didn't start the game this past weekend. Um, but for Klopp, that means you're, you're not starting, but you're coming in at like the 65th, 70th minute and still kind of like keeping up your form. You're still playing a couple minutes um, and thus getting a chance to score points, even though you are resting. Um, so I think that's a really interesting thing. And I think that um, is maybe a difference between him and Guardiola, which is that Guardiola seems to, whenever he wants to rest a player, he just doesn't play them at all. Um, yeah, you can never tell what he's going to do. Yeah. And if if Mares doesn't start, well, that's the thing. They have a Carabao Cup game, so I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, just frustrating. And I knew that Mares was going to get rotated. I knew it because I bought him for at least, you know, like four or five game weeks, um, knowing that he's going to get rotated some. But he had only not started two games all season. Hmm leading up into this point, I think. So the fact that he didn't start two games in a row is very annoying, um, especially when they were against two solid teams, two, two, well, two bad teams that they easily could have scored a lot of points on. So Yeah. Yeah, totally. Who do I, I mean, who do I drop to bring in Salah if that's what I end up doing? Because I'm pretty leaning, pretty heavily leaning towards that. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Fernandez or is it De Bruyne? That's kind of what I'm leaning. I mean, you. I, I think, think you. I think you know where I stand on that. I think yeah, you've got to drop De Bruyne. Like and and I think. Yeah. And you were talking about Salah or Kane. Like I would say Salah all day at this point in the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Liverpool can. Well, I guess Spurs can do the same thing. I was gonna say Liverpool can put up seven, but Spurs put up six earlier in the year, so it's possible. Yeah. I watched. Did you watch any of the Spurs game though? No, nah. it did not. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I think Liverpool is going to be more consistent in how many goals they score. So I think you're right. I got to bring in Salah, man. I just got to do it. I got to. I got to ride the Taylor train. <laughs> Get on these coattails. <laughs> I think I'm going to. It is going to be incredibly hard for me to drop De Bruyne. You have a lot of uh, a lot of emotional energy invested in that man yeah i know um and they have newcastle coming up i mean maybe maybe you don't do it yet i don't i don't think that's the worst thing well here's the thing manchester united so this is why i'm thinking about getting rid of fernandez because manchester united have leicester and then wolves and then aston villa and then liverpool Mm mm-hmm but it's just so hard to tell because he could get like he could get a penalty. He, he, will, get, he will get a penalty. <laughs> oh yes, okay, yes. It's Pinchester United. They're gonna get some. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's tough. It's very tough, and it it feels like I'm chasing points if I do that. If I get Salah, but I know I'm not, and so I know I have to bring him in for the long term. And so it's like, who do I want to drop for the long term? 
it's 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 a coin flip between those two though yeah and i because i think i got to keep mares at this point for a little bit longer before i drop him um, yeah just to see if he plays that way i at least have somebody that might score that way i have one man city asset and i know it's not the same as having a de bruyne but i mean hopefully he's in on the action i don't know yeah maybe i get rid of de bruyne poor boy poor boy although i mean with the same thing is true of man you like with ole from yeah from game, from game to game it's hard to say who knows what they're gonna do yeah Man, and i don't know. i don't know that you should go too much by the leads game because like that was just such an aberration. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, like literally, there was no, there was no stopping any player between one uh, box and the other box. Like it was just <laughs> running back and forth the entire game. Well, that's that's a Leeds game for you. Um, Burnley plays Leeds next, so maybe I should just bring in a Burnley attacker. <laughs> <laughs> bring in, uh, yeah. Nah, not doing that. Um, hmm. I got a lot to think about. Let's move on from me, though. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Bruce Matthews. The Bruce Matthews. Um, so uh, the Bruce Matthews had a great game week with 73 total points. Um, I love the captaining of Jack Grealish. I was, like, very close to doing that myself when I saw that. It was actually an accident. And I talked to Spicer this weekend. Really? I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's so surprising. Cause I was like very close to doing that myself. I saw they had West Brom. I was like, gonna, yeah. gonna, gonna throw him the captain. Yeah, it was an accident. Um, but it paid off. I mean, he had, he had captain Grealish the previous week. So obviously he, he fancies a Grealish, but <laughs> who doesn't fancy a Grealish? Yeah, I know. Um, did you see that challenge that, uh, that West Brom guy put in on him? No, was it bad? That he got a red card for? Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, I didn't catch that. It was like aimed straight at the Jack Grealish calves. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, not his calves. I know. Um, anyway, uh, so got good production out of Grealish, good production out of Fernandez. Um, you were talking about defenders, Evan. We didn't talk about that, but I think Zuma, I mean, Zuma looks good. And Chelsea didn't give up any points when they really didn't play well today. Um, so I don't know. Obviously, he's got four goals this season, and that says something, but um, that's, that's maybe one place to look. Because I, I love how uh, both explosive and consistent Zuma has been over the past couple weeks. Um, got good production out of uh, Martinez. Ming's got a yellow card, unfortunately, so he didn't get the full six points, but um, did well back there. And then no luck from your forwards. Bamford obviously hit the post a couple times, should have had a couple goals against Man United, but didn't didn't manage to do to do much there. Um, Kane wasn't really ever that close to the goal that I could see um, against Leicester. And then uh, Calum Wilson coming through uh, with a goal and three bonus points as well. Um, so those are all, I think, promising things. I think anytime the, the average is 51 and you score 73, that's great. Um, the only really unfortunate thing for Spice that he's going to need to take a look at is um, the Diego Jada injury, yep. um, which seems pretty long-term. Um, I think the Premier League has him expected back in February. Yep. Um, 
and he's not he's not that expensive so it's not like you're wasting away a lot of value but it, it would be good to to get him out of there and get maybe boost um, another position somewhere yeah um and then in terms of transfers we had some really i would say just signature william spicer transfers happening um so he he had bert leno um he uh or i'm sorry he had casper schmeichel dropped him for bert leno um kind of fixture targeting with his goalkeepers there um did the same thing, uh, got rid of Leno, brought in Martinez, which has been working for him. I mean, um, these these uh, fixture targets of uh, Burnley and other people seem to be working. And then uh, he dropped Gabriel Jesus this past week and brought in Harry Kane. Um, Good. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's, that's a really good move. I've already said they've got good fixtures coming up, so. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got a solid team. It's just, it's just, uh, no, just a good team, good all around team. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see any problems in like the low, the low scores, like the Bamfords and the Canes and the Suns and the Vestergaards. Those are not going to be, those are going to be more than two more often than not. So I don't, I don't feel like it was out of the question for Spice to have scored, you know, yeah. in the 80s, 90s this week. Yeah. Yeah, had Son and Kane linked up again, he probably would have hit 100. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, no, good team. I mean, um, obviously well-deserved to move above me. He had solid performances um, in half of his team. Um, and the other half, like you said, you expect to at least get something out of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say to Spicer all, other than just keep it up. Um Obviously, it'll be interesting to see who he captains next week, um, which I think is a pretty – it's such an important part of this game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason he he ended up moving past me is because he had a solid um, – he had a 10-point captain instead of a 5-point captain, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, you were, if you were captaining for him, who would you captain? Oh, for the next game week? Yeah. Would you do Sun against Wolves? Would you do Fernandez against Leicester? Would you do Grealish again against uh, Crystal Palace? Wouldn't do that. Uh, I would probably. I'd probably do Sun. Okay. I'd probably do Sun. Um, who do Leeds have? Burnley. Nah, I wouldn't do that. Burnley are looking better. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd probably go with. I'd probably go with Sun. Sun Vice Cap Fernandez. That's what I'd yeah. do. Yeah, maybe that's the last thing I would say to Spicer is that I love the the goalkeeper fixture targeting, but it might be nice to adjust who you're targeting because uh, Burnley is doing better. I think originally you were targeting Burnley. Yeah, I think he was. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, how that ends up playing out, how he, who he brings in as the next goalie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. All right. That's let's... Spicer for you. Yeah, let's move on to Wyatt Keener. Unfortunate, um, but I think we can all agree it was about time. Um, <laughs> not necessarily that we were rooting for it, but in the sense that it was it was uh, it was coming. Um, we could all feel it. I like to uh, think so. The momentum was there for you, Taylor. Not it, this is not a slight in any way towards Wyatt. This was just Taylor had the big money moves, and he was you were you were just you were just flying up and. You know, you were unfortunate not to pass him last week, but um, 
So a little unfortunate, but it's fine. Now that the pressure is off of that, of staying in second place, you can, you know, hunker down and focus on, um, you know, what, you know, just your team, all of the, the paparazzi is off of you, Wyatt. Um, <laughs> all eyes are off of you. So you can just kind of do your own thing. Um, gather your, gather your team. Um, gather your roads buzzed while you may. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you had kind of a middle of the road, right around the average 50 points this week. Um, let's take a look at kind of what what's going on. Obviously you had Grealish, um, as most of us do. Um, also as Martinez, Martinez. Um, and then has, uh, Justin got him eight points, which was yeah. nice. Justin looks uh, great. Yeah. Justin's look, looked, um, pretty good. Um, another defender to bring in for anyone that needs it, um, for Chilwell. Um, had a bunch of like fours and fives and sixes just kind of scattered about. Well, son, because he captained him, but Pulisic got, um, what did Pulisic have today? Um, uh, Pulisic had an assist and a clean sheet point. Timo Werner. Oh my gosh. He should have had a goal too. Yeah. And Timo Werner should have had a goal, honestly. Well, yeah, well, we've been saying that every week since the season. He, he hit the uh, post at least <laughs> once. I saw. <laughs> oh man. So I think uh yeah, it's it's only a matter of time. And I think Chelsea uh Chelsea look pretty good. Uh, I think you've got the right players um on the team. To have two players, I think it's Werner and Pulisic. Uh, maybe Abraham. I, I just don't know with him, but yeah. I mean he scored twice today. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um I, I, I will say just on the topic of Chelsea. Like that 3 0 scoreline is extremely flattering to Chelsea. Like they looked like crap most of the game. Interesting. And then, and then scored those three goals like basically after like the 70th minute. Um, mm. Yeah. So it was, it was like a really strange 3 0, I would say. Um, yeah. Okay. But, but Werner didn't score well. Polisic, as always, just looks like the only man on a field of boys basically whenever he gets the ball. So I, I think I'm more bullish on Pulisic even after that game. Yeah. Um, well, obviously well, let's take a look at uh, some of the transfers that Wyatt made over this um, period. So, oh, oops, wrong. I'm on the wrong page. Um, so he had McCarthy um, and decided uh, he had McCarthy on the bench. And since Martinez is doing so well, he decided to ship McCarthy um, and bring in Steer, which is Martinez's backup. Mm-hmm. I think that's a solid move. Um, saved you a little bit of money. Um, and then uh, shipped Mindy. I don't know. I don't know which Mindy this is. Actually, I can. Edward I can, Mindy, oh, I think. Or no, Ben. Oh, no. It's uh, Mindy. Oh, ben- oh, it's. Yeah, Mindy from – I thought he was a defender. He was classified as a defender last year, I think. Maybe not. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was able to upgrade Mindy from Leicester to Ferran Torres, a uh, Man City asset, which I thought is uh, – no one really has Ferran Torres. So I just thought that was an interesting move to bring him in. Obviously, didn't play – he didn't start him. Um, but – what do you think about that? Because they've got good fixtures, and he's a lot cheaper than some of the other um, players on City. And if he gets rotated, he'll, he'll probably luck into some points. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, 
I've got very little to say just because I have not watched. I've watched hardly any Man City this year and I have not watched any Ferran Torres this year. So I don't really know from an eye test perspective. Um, I think all the things you said about Pep Guardiola apply as far as never knowing who's going to start. But I think that gets factored into the price. And so if he's cheap enough, then, you know. Yeah, I think if you're if you're okay with putting him on the bench, which obviously it seems like he is, then I think you're fine um, to hold him um, and see what happens over the next three game weeks. I think that's an interesting move. Um, I would definitely think about starting him and mm. just to see um, what happens. But um, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. But I think I mean Wyatt's got a good team. It'll be interesting to see how he um, how he moves on from this Chilwell injury who he brings in mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, let's definitely keep an eye on uh, why it's transfers moving forward because um, I'm sure he's going to be itching to get back up to second. So um, he's going to have to make some solid moves um, and make some, make the right captaincy option as well, which is we've already talked about that, but yeah. And I think it might be worth having to think about the Hector Bellerin situation. I, I love Hector Bellerin. I think he um, yeah. is a great player. I think as a defender, he's a steal because he plays like a midfielder, but Arsenal are just so bad right now and he doesn't seem to be playing much. Um, so that might be worth a, a think if you can maybe get some more consistent value out of that, that place as much as I yeah. hate to say drop Hector Bellerin. Um, yeah. But you could, I mean, you could drop Chilwell and then, I mean, you could keep a Chelsea defender back there just take Chilwell to Zuma or, um, and then Bellerin, I mean, who would you bring in for Bellerin around that price range? Well, he's already got Vestigard and uh, Walker Peters on his bench right now. That's true. Which is very he, interesting that he, he didn't could just have Vestigard. Honestly, he could drop. He's got enough players. If he brings, uh, if he brings in a starter for Chilwell, he's got four defenders that are solid. I would like, say. I would say that's money in the bank. Just drop Bellerin to. Someone that's like the the cheapest starter you can find. That's what I would probably do. And yeah, like a, like a four. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that's good advice. Yeah. All right. Do you want to move on? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, this is uh, your time to shine. So take <laughs> it away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be really gauche about this, but I am very happy that uh, I. I'm in second place. It's been something I've been thinking about, dreaming about um, for a very long time. So uh, it feels good to be here. I love that we don't even consider first place anymore. <laughs> Honestly, this first place is a big win. It is not factored into my dreams at all. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you're just playing for second place, and that is what we're doing right now. Um, so I had a good game week. I um, definitely rode Mo Salah to victory this week um which is just we were talking about it before we started podcasting but i mean 33 minutes two goals one assist unreal um, and not just salah live i mean liverpool looks so good like bobby firmino's goals were just angelic uh that did you see the little chip that he did over gaita Oh my gosh. It was like incredible. he 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 really loves those types of things where he like <laughs> man, he's so like the no look goals. I feel like, like 
he he of like any player in the league he like has an appreciation for like how a goal like comes across you know it's like oh yeah it's a style it's a yeah it's an art form for him i think yes it is yeah um and so that was just a, a real pleasure to watch and as a result of that same that same kind of situation got 10 points from Robertson obviously had an assist and a clean sheet. And anytime that's the case, I'm feeling good. I know I was like having a minor crisis about dropping Robertson a while ago, but I feel very good about that position now. Yeah. Um, uh, Other than that, just a couple of like interesting spots. The main, uh, the main question I have about my team right now is Danny Ings. So as soon as, as soon as I bring him in, um, he (laughs) goes down with another minor injury. And so I think I might just have to say so long. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, well, I have one transfer right now. Um, And so I'm thinking about, doing something about him because I, I feel pretty good about my other players. I don't really want to change anyone out right now. And considering West Ham have um uh who do West Ham have this week? They have Brighton. Like I would be fine waiting on the Danny Ings thing, putting um Suchek in at midfield and playing with a three five two. Yeah. Uh, and totally. just seeing what happens. Totally. Yeah, you could easily do that. The only thing is then you've got Neto and Suchek, both kind of uh, – I mean, Neto's good, but he's not like – you know, you've got Suchek and Neto that are both around the same price range. Um, Neto will probably perform a little bit higher than Suchek, but um, yeah, I mean, you could definitely do that. And then maybe if you wanted to play with the three-five-two, if you like that formation, then you could end up like – depending on how you drop Ings, you could upgrade one of those two. Um, or you could go back to the three four three and just do a straight swap for someone like Bamford, which is probably when I saw that Ings was hurt, that's immediately who I thought of. It's like, oh, you could bring in Bamford now if you want. Yeah, that's a so, good point. But and I don't. That, I mean, I don't know. Leeds have Leeds looked. I haven't really watched Leeds lately. Have you? I watched the Man City, the Man United game this past weekend. Um, yeah, it's just going to be so open, huh? Yeah, that was a, a tough one to tell from. Um, well, yeah, they play they play Burnley and West Brom, so it's worth thinking about. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, I wish I had the stat in front of me. I heard the wildest stat about Patrick Bamford. Um, oh. <laughs> it was so last year. Apparently, he was really bad, um, and his xG, his goal, he had like half of the goals compared to his xG. So like if I think he had like like six or eight XG and he ended up with like three or four goals or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't remember what the stat okay. was. Yeah, that's not good. But when I when I read the stat, which is like two a week and a half ago maybe, he had double his XG in goals this year. That's also that's good for him. It's not sustainable. I know totally, but it was just like one of those things where it's like, how yeah, does that, someone go from that to that going up a league, wild. no less? Yeah, that is absolutely wild. Well, here's the I, I mean, people didn't expect it, that's for sure. Um, so I, I do think it's going to be one of those, um, 
trying to think of who did this last. I can't think. Um, it was kind of like uh, Timo Timu Puki. Mm. Um, at the beginning, all obviously it didn't last as long as Bamford's run has, but um, kind of similar vibes. Si- similar vibes. Maybe he's he's he might be setting us up for an even bigger Pookie fail if he's gonna. What if he never scores again this season? You know, I mean, I think that could totally happen. Oh, honestly. it could definitely. Oh, it easily could happen. He's an interesting, interesting player. Yeah, all y'all who have Bamford are really dancing on a knife's edge right now. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, now I'm starting to think maybe I should drop Bamford. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. Listen, if I rounds the funds, I would upgrade Bamford to Kane in heartbeat. Yeah, but that's like six points or something. Uh, that's nothing. I'll just throw in some <laughs> of my money. Can I, can I use my own money to <laughs> to pay for a fantasy player? Oh, man. I'll just go six ask. million pounds. I'll, I'll just go ask my, my uh, um, national trust fund uh, to lend me the money there you go um so tell me who what moves did you make the last three weeks what what were some things that you did yeah so i i just made a couple of moves um so after we potted last time i dropped abraham for ings um which didn't really work out for me but i think it was a a chance worth taking at least from my perspective yeah um uh the next week or um this just before this past game week so um on the 17th of december I made a couple changes at defense. I dropped uh, Patrick Van Anholt, which was very uh, lucky uh, that happened before the Liverpool game. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would have had negative. Yeah, and brought in um, Ian Bednarak from uh, from Southampton. Um, and then I did one more trade, which is basically um, Loughton, who was my Burnley defender, who I haven't played a minute this season and don't plan to play. Dropped him for basically like one of the cheapest defenders I could find. Um, who oh, is, okay. who is uh, ben Johnson. Ben Johnson for West Ben Johnson, and he's 3.9 and has, has uh, a total of three points. Yeah, he's played 51 awesome. minutes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is exactly what I wanted. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, Got money. so do you have money in the bank then? uh no not really i don't think uh 1.5 so oh no that's 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 good i would say that's decent um that does help me out with the ing situation i can like do a minor upgrade there if i need to yeah yeah it's interesting because i think you're at the place where you have to decide on what formation you want which is always tough because um there's so many options it just like makes transfers that much harder when you have when there's not like a set like oh this guy's hurt i know exactly what i'm doing now like oh this midfield this liverpool midfielder's hurt subbing him for the other liverpool midfielder it's not it's not as simple as that i mean you could bring in che adams but um yeah i mean you could bring in che, uh, che adams Patrick Bangford, but you could also you know downgrade him and upgrade someone else so yeah i don't know it kind of depends on um I don't know. I don't. I I struggle to like figure out how to how to make these moves when there's like multiple options for both positions for upgrading both. It's really tough. Um, totally. I guess just, I guess just focus on um, just upcoming fixtures and who's in the best form. I mean, yeah. form and it's all it's all about form and fixtures. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it's 
I've been toying with the idea, and this maybe goes against a little bit the form and fixtures thing uh, of bringing in Marcus Rashford, um, maybe with the Ings money. Yeah, you're not a big fan of Rashford. No, I, I like Rashford. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't like Martial well, just, much. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I just remember when I was when Wyatt was on here, I was like, no, Manchester United have decent players, and y'all were like, no, they're all shit. Oh no no no! I just I just don't think Martial is fit to play for a team. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because we were talking about Martial. You didn't like Martial. I don't think Wyatt likes Rashford or Martial either. And then I think I mentioned Dan James. Daniel James. Speaking of, um, you want to talk about him because uh, he stuck out to you. Yeah, I mean he he played excellently against Leeds, but that was like a total like like mana from heaven match fixture from above that could made never for, made for Daniel James. Exactly. Could never happen again. Um, Except when they played Leeds later in the season. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it could happen one other time, um, but it was like, Mark it was calendars so, bring him in. <laughs> it was so perfect because he just like, he's so fast and he was just, like I said, box to box. He just ran basically the whole time. It seemed like he was sprinting the entire game, um, which I think is how he plays best. Um, but I don't. I don't think I'm going to bring him in because I don't think he will be playing other than in those kind of, kinds of games much. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, do you want to give a little tidbit, a little sneak peek, um, as to what your strategy might be in order to to try to to pass Jerry Jerry Groff and dethrone the king? I mean, that's got to be on your mind. Yeah, it's starting. It's starting to become something I'm thinking about. I don't know that I can really prefigure my strategy too much because I'm going to do a lot of what I've been doing. And I think like I have very little overlap with Jay um, in terms of my roster. You really don't need to do much. You just got to hope that your team. (laughs) Yeah. Cause if your team does well, his team does bad. Boom. It's yeah. Yeah. The only, the only real meaningful overlap I have with him is of son. And I mean, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, I'll probably Everyone. captain Sun sometimes just because of that, just because Jay will captain Sun most times um, to like have that kind Ooh, of equivalency. Yeah. Play a little defense. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like just trying to keep, keep my roster different from his and then um, keep yeah. some of the same players I've got is basically my strategy. I gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Are you, are you thinking about keeping Timo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oof, man, even though they didn't look good, okay. I know. Interesting. I know. I haven't watched. It. I haven't watched them since we beat them. But he, he, yeah, I don't know. Here's here's the thing, Evan. I realized this. Here's one of the reasons why I want to keep him. He does the same Go thing on. most. He does the same thing most Salah does, where he puts it his arms under his hands or yeah. his sleeves over his hands. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Oh, that is the reason. He's just the blue version of that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the, the blue version of that character. Yeah, he's the the um, yeah the opposite of Masala. So that would be uh, let's see, that would make uh, Mo Mario, and Timo is uh, who's blue? <laughs> I don't think there's Which a blue one? analog. <laughs> I was actually going to oh, make wait. that. Oh yeah, because. Yeah, because uh, stupid Waluigi and Wario are purple and yellow. Yeah. Lame. There's no blues. Unfortunate. Blue shell for Mario Kart. Yeah. 
if I only wish he was a blue shell, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might he might end up being your blue shell if he ends up scoring yeah. ever at all this season. Oh, that's such a good point. Wow. Just oh, that was fun. heat heat seeking for first place. <laughs> now I will say before we leave your team, yeah. Could I interest you <laughs> in an Ings downgrade? Okay. And a Timo Werner upgrade to Kane. Um, not really. Ooh, okay. No, I don't. Okay. I don't love, like, I don't. Yeah, you don't I love don't, doubling up on Spurs. I don't love doubling up on Spurs. I don't love the fact that that would put a lot of my money in the same place as Jay's money. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to keep it more differential. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't really want to. I don't, just don't want to buy Harry Kane. I love rooting for Son. I don't love rooting for Harry Kane in the same way. I got you. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you. I appreciate the offer. But I think <laughs> You're welcome. It was, it. it was a, okay. Yeah, it was a free <laughs> offer. Feel free to reject it. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to talk to us about uh, our main man at the top? Yeah, still up there. Um, but if he continues to have games like this, it is going to end ugly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a bloody, clu- a bloody coup. Uh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But no fear, no fear, Jerry Groff. Um, you had only, uh, gosh, what, 30, 30 points, 32 points. Um, so it was not a good week at all. Um, let's see. Let's just do a little recap here. Kind of the a similar, actually, interesting. I didn't realize this, but um, we were talking about Timo Werner. You do know that Jerry has Timo Werner too, right? Yeah, I know. I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 um yeah. so he got some points uh, the big the big winner was jack Grealish with 10 had points here and there from calvert lewin and Werner. other than that nothing um unfortunate that dallas was uh, on the bench with five um when dyer ended up with zero even though he played <laughs> <laughs> classic eric dyer i still like the dyer pick though no no, i do too i do too i do too they have good fixtures coming up it's he's a cheap asset he's gonna get points um so i i think overall it's fine um but yeah a little bit a little bit of a weak showing from your spurs anytime that happens you're not gonna have a good week so yeah keep doing your rain dance for uh to Mourinho, and hopefully they can pull it (laughs) off yeah um Pour out, pour out libations. Maybe an extra one this yeah. week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think some weak points for Jay. Um, <clears throat> Chilwell's injured, so that's going to need to be addressed. Um, and then a couple of weak spots I see are Ward Prowse and Patricio in the back. I don't... Wolves are so weird. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're just not as quality as I think they have been the last couple seasons. I don't love that pick, but it's not worth transferring, I don't think. Um, but Ward Prowse, on the other hand, I think you could probably do better. Um, especially if you end up downgrading Chilwell to like another um, Chelsea defender that's cheaper, then maybe you could upgrade Ward Prowse a little bit. Um, but I don't really know who you'd go with because the two people in that slot would be Grealish and Zaha, and he already has both of them. So I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Um, like allocation of money here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I I also think that James Ward Prowse has probably seen kind of the biggest spike in his points acquisition this season. Like those couple of weeks where he scored like a goal and then two goals. That's probably the best we're going to see from him. I would think um, I could be wrong about that, but um, that could be a place to upgrade. I'm with you on Roy Patricio. I think there for the money, there are better and more consistent goalkeepers. And I think in a normal year, AKA the last two years, that would have been a great pick, but this year, just as you were saying, they just don't seem like quite the same, especially not with that, without um, Raul Jimenez and having lost Diego Jota, you can kind of understand why. Um, uh, so, I mean, not much else to say. I, I would probably, if I were him, I might even just sub in Dallas for Chilwell, drop Chilwell for someone cheap, and then invest in that James Ward-Prowse spot. Because um, I, I think having Dallas in consistently um, is is a good idea because uh, Leeds, yeah. Leeds are not going to keep a lot of clean sheets, but you have other people who are going to keep a lot of clean sheets, Vestigard and Dyer, um, and there's the chance that he's going to score you some big points. Um, so I, I like him in the in as opposed to on the bench personally. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a, a solid, um, solid move that he could make, get some garner some money and make a bigger move later. Um, if I was Jay personally, I would do, and you're not going to want me to say this. Um, I would do everything I possibly could to bring in Mosalah as soon as possible, because um, that's just from a strategic standpoint. Um, but you know, do whatever you want, Jay. I don't want to. I don't want to like sway this. Um, he does have. He does have basically three pounds in the bank right now. Ooh, he could do it if he's especially if he downgrades Chilwell. He could move a Jack Grealish. I don't know. Maybe he could move a Ward. Surely not a Ward Prowse. Not for Salah. Yeah, no way. Um, but Zaha or Grealish, he could upgrade. I'd yeah. Probably- I don't know. I don't know. Either one of those, I guess, would be fine. I think he's probably got a couple of transfers too, unless I'm mistaken. Because he made, yeah, he made two transfers game week twelve, so he should yeah. have two transfers too. Oh yeah, I forgot to I forgot to mention that. So he ended up um, chucking Gareth Bale and um, Phillips from Liverpool, both of whom were not playing, and he brought in Dyer and Zaha. So um, I think those, yeah, those on them by themselves are good moves. Um, so yeah. Good players. Good players for non-playing players is always a good move. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know, Jay. That's that's we've given you our advice. Um, you just got to hold strong up there, buddy. I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe we give you a pep talk right now. Yeah. There's a reason you're up at the top. Stick to it. Formulate your game plan. You need some time on the holidays for yourself. Take care of yourself. We need a little self-care for Jay. And um, and really get into the FPL zone. Take 30 minutes and just just think. Exhaust all of your mental capacity and uh, figure out what transfers are going to work to keep you in front. Maybe maybe uh, maybe go on a run and let your mind wander. That's where I have all of my best transfer ideas because I just I, it's just like I get into this like abstract thinking thing where I'm just like, 
oh, I could do this or this or this or this. And it's like so dissociated, but then sometimes I can distill that down into one excellent transfer. Nice. You heard it here first, everyone. I think everyone should do that. Then we'd all be more fit. Sure. Win-win. Win-win. Feed your body and your mind and your Premier League team. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to say about Jay? Um, no. <laughs> about Jay as a person? <laughs> oh, about Jay as a person. Um, I love you. I love but, you. But if you continue to put together this type of performance, boy, it's not going to end well. I already said that, but I think you're going to drop like a stone. Don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. You got to be aggressive still. You got to play defense and play offense at the same time. That's just the position you're in. Sorry. <laughs> Stuck to, to your asthma. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're in first. Sorry. <laughs> wow. This is like the most passive aggressive pep talk ever. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, I got nothing else to say. My <laughs> is done. All right. Uh, let's go to my favorite part of the podcast also my favorite part and probably everyone's favorite part we could just have a podcast called dress to the false nines which was probably what this is going to end up being at some <laughs> eventually it'll just become me talking about uh like a week, a week by week rundown of manager fashion love it love it i gotta say just like on the topic of manager fashion this is not my dress to the false nines question okay I've been, I am very, very disappointed in both Frank Lampard and Jose Mourinho right now. Yeah, they're taking the easy route, huh? It's so boring. Yeah. It's like, like today, Frank Lampard was doing like gray pants, or I guess they were kind of like dark blue, like dark blue pants, um, black shoes with that dumb white sole, um, like a. a shoes look dumb. Yes, they they just wear shoes. He looks like I when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he looks kind of cool. And then I saw his shoes, I was like, he is an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally it's, it's literally like he he like walked into Nordstrom Rack and just like did a, a circle and grabbed whatever came off of their X first. <laughs> the motion that you did, I'm just I'm just imagining <laughs> Lampard walk into a Nordstrom. Close his eyes, spin, and grab a pair of shoes, and then just walk out. <laughs> These are mine. And then his, his... Shoes. it's like a robot. <laughs> just walks in. I bought shoes. And his, his agent's like trailing behind him, like doing the actual transaction. <laughs> yeah. He oh, goes, and then he goes over to Annie's pretzels, grabs a pretzel. <laughs> have you have you seen that man's body? He's not eating at Annie's. No, is he in shape? Frank Lampard, yeah. Oh, okay, no, I haven't really paid attention. Man, you're. I've only out. ever heard. I've only ever heard the nickname Fat Frank. So. Oh wow, like, that's really unflattering. Yeah, it is obviously it's unflattering to him, especially if he's uh, as fit as you say he is. Um, anyway, yeah, enough yeah. about Frank Lampard. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's well, the dress of the false nine? Oh, oh, is it about Frank? No, it's not. Or what it's were not. you? That was I was that was just going to say I wish I could put managers on notice for their sense of style because I would put Frank Lampard on notice for oh, for what God. he's been putting out. Sub in the one from Spicer. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here here's my address to the false nines for this week, um, yeah. and this is a little bit a little bit different. But there's really only one place we can go this week, and that has to do with 
the return of Big Sam and his earpiece. Um, so I don't know if Big and Sam chewing had... gum. Oh yeah, and chewing gum. Did he have the earpiece when he was at Everton? I don't think so. I don't think because so. I feel like I would have rec- I feel like I would have known about this because this is kind of catching me off guard. Okay, well, it doesn't. You don't have to like know exactly what it looks like. Um, but he wears I just, like a... I just Google search Fat Sam earpiece and it is n- not coming up. <laughs> I think probably Fat Sam is probably the the problem. The maybe Big Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So he he wears this like um this like kind of uh running earpiece kind of thing over the ear type thing um that I I think he uses to um to like communicate with some kind of assistant who's not on the field or something like that maybe there's like a COVID situation I don't know um but it's like a really very outdated looking piece of tech I um, see it yes. It looks like it was it was from like Radio Shack in like 2010 or something. <laughs> That's probably when he bought it. He still has it. Yeah, and it, uh, and it got me thinking like the the tech landscape for managers is very impoverished in the Premier League. Like, um, you just don't see a lot of any kind of wearable tech or usable tech on the sidelines for managers um especially when you compare it to like something like football in america um where you've got just like gadgets everywhere just like clustering around them all the time um uh and so that kind of i guess the the only there's like one main exception to that there's one other piece of tech that seems pretty vital to um, managers i wonder if you could guess what i'm thinking of the one other piece of tech that you sometimes see featured. Oh man. Um, let me think about this. So it is a piece of technology. Yeah. And it's frequently used. Um, I wouldn't say frequently, but it when it is used, it is at least to me very noticeable. Oh gosh. Um, I have no idea. What is it? For me, it's the iPad that that and it's used in a very specific situation. It is when a team concedes a goal and the manager just like like walks directly back to his seat and like pulls out the iPad and starts like looking at the um the previous play on the iPad. Um, okay. It's like a it's like a whole thing that people do. Um, oh, like there are so many. Can they not? Can they not wait? Can they not like? I think it's I think it's mostly just a performance. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. they wanna they wanna I feel like it would probably be a performance to the fans and the uh, the owners being like, I gotta I gotta show them that I'm actively working on solving problems. Yeah. yeah. Like where do, where I, does that fall in my Excel spreadsheet? I don't know. Um, I could say that, but I hate it. Yeah, it's a very I don't weird. know how you feel. I actually hate all technology. Not, oh. I mean, I'm thinking about like managers specifically, not all technology. But like, yeah. I, I can't think of any technology that I would like. Like, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to communicate everything on the training field, and then when you go out there, it's just you and the game. Like, why are you dealing with a big earpiece to try to talk to whoever? Like, I don't know. 
Like I yeah. get, I get it when, when what someone, when one of the managers had COVID or was banned or whatever, and they, they called him or, and they were talking to him or whatever. I get that. Like this iPad thing seems ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, it's very localized. Usually the iPad is like connected to the arm of their chair. Oh, so they're like, what? They're like going and sitting down and like looking at it anyway. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, and I also agree with you. I think the less tech, the better. Um, yeah. I think I mean, like, got like an iWatch or whatever. Yeah. Why don't they use those? Use that to read to watch. The, <laughs> watch the, what happens? <laughs> that doesn't compute. Um, uh, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Like, there's something about the earpiece that really kind of blows apart what is kind of like understatedly one of the really interesting things about a manager on a sideline, which is like the um. There's like a kind. There's like a projection of power in using technology, right? Like in use, having an earpiece and being like, oh, I'm like busy doing this thing. But there is a whole different echelon of the projection of power that is like, I have people around me to do these things. And so yeah. you have like, you're like, uh, you're like a monarch with your court around you. Yeah, it would be much more, I totally, I know where you're going with this. Is I love this. I, I think it would be much more great if, if it, like picture Jose Mourinho, he's, someone's just scored and he's just still, he's not turned around. He's not gone back to the bench. He's just standing in the box glaring yeah. at his players. And then the, you can see his little minions in the back, like reviewing everything, pulling up the spreadsheets and stuff. They come to him and they whisper to him like, this is what happened. This is what happened. And then he like rips on Eric Dyer because he's probably messed it up. Totally. Or, or just like Pep Guardiola wants to make some kind of like, just totally like, outlandish change to his formation and he like gestures over like whoever is like yes. his second in command and like whispers to them and then they go and do his bidding or something like that like that is <laughs> that's a whole different level of like power imagine if there was a chair in that box imagine if there was a throne and pep guardiola was just <laughs> a throne he would just like wave at people come here <laughs> well they kind of the seats they they sit in kind of look like thrones i was actually thinking I about know. this today too they they're like a mix between a throne, a car like a car seat, and like the the seats you get on like roller coasters. Yeah, yeah, it it is all of that. It for sure is. I wish they would have like lap bars and everything over the shoulder restraint. <laughs> restrain, restrain oh, Jose Mourinho so he can't get out of his uh his yeah. like box or whatever. That's funny. Um, anyway, we've really gotten off topic. Um. My yes. question, my question is this. Okay, sorry, yeah, I didn't realize. Okay, go no, on. it. I, I had a couple different ones depending on how this conversation went. So here's the question I'm going to elect to ask you: What is your favorite managerial response to a conceded goal? Ooh, like there are lots of different like, things. Like a, gener- like, a gener- like a specific one, or just like a generic type of just just like in in kind of archetypes or genres okay okay good good because i can't think of one specific. no 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 totally so like conceded goals okay. yeah because there i think what i just pointed out about the the um the yeah. ipad is like a, a variety of the like being busy genre right like yeah. i conceded the goal now i have to be busy to show that i'm doing something but there are like obviously other ways of doing it yes so that's one way i don't i wouldn't say that i enjoy that way um there's also like the dramatic Bobby Knight type of throw down a clipboard or a water bottle or something. Yeah. I am not a fan of that one either. Um, I would probably say it's just like a simple, um, 
it's probably like a simple just like staring a little bit longer in a little bit of disbelief and anger at your players and then just turning around to the field and just flicking a wrist and saying <laughs> fuck off and then get back to the game that's it when you when you think about that is there a particular manager you're thinking of yeah jose Mourinho. oh nice yeah, I would I would imagine him doing that. Um, unless he's like so worked up that he tosses a water bottle, but I just feel like, you know, if they're up two nothing and then they score late on in like the eighty-fifth minute, he's just gonna be like, Whatever. Yeah. Like not enough to get worked up over yet, but it's just kind of like, ah, this is annoying. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree. Um I think one of the conditions for that has to be like some kind of referee situation too like he has to be he has to be pissed at the refs for some reason yeah yeah real real or imagined yeah it's it's a penalty has been given away that shouldn't have been and then they ended up scoring off of it so he's just like yeah so like dramatic sense is no longer there because it's not just like because he knew the penalty was coming so it's just like yeah 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 i think i think i'm probably different than you in that i really enjoy the busy the busy response do Uh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love to see I love to see a manager clearly making calculations about all of the vectors that led to that goal and then I want to be able to see the cogs working in their brain about how they're going to counter that in the future you know what um yeah that's a pretty good this is making me think the okay well first let me ask who would who do you think would do that who's doing that in your I think, mind I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is doing that Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, I can see that too. Another person you would think would do this, but actually has their own. I forgot to mention this response. Um, someone you would think would do this is going to be Pep Guardiola, right? Mm. Cause he's like mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Tactician guy. Um, so you would think he would do that, but more often than not, he just goes and like sits really hard and slumps in his chair. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You are a child right now. What is happening? I think that's a, that's a totally other genre of response too, which is like the kind of mild pouting. Yeah. And it's really strange. I, I'm not a fan of that. One either. Yeah. And I think, I think Frank Lampard does a version of that too pretty often, except instead of it being articulated through his clothes, it's articulated through his water bottle. So he'll like, he usually oh, has one of those yeah. like tiny little, like tiny plastic water bottles and he's just opening it and taking a sip out of it and closing it back up again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can see Man. that. Well, I'm glad we uh, have, con- uh, not consensus, but at least um, some idea of how each other feel about uh, managerial responses to, <laughs> to conceded goals. Um, awesome. So the last thing we're going to talk about today is just, um, upcoming fixtures. Um, so I guess I'll put it to you first, Evan, what, um, over the next, I guess, week, especially thinking about, um, boxing day and the day after, um, are there any games that you're particularly excited about? Um, okay. So I guess we could take this two ways, I guess, overarching, like themes of like, kind of going back to how we started the pod, like, um, overarching things of teams and um, how they're doing. So I guess uh, overarching themes. One of the thing I'm look, one of the things I'm looking forward to most is probably to see how Arsenal um, responds um, because if they don't do well the next three games, Arteta might be gone. Yeah, because uh, things are looking bad. So um, I think that's probably the the one like bigger plot line that I'm kind of um, more interested in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, far specific games, maybe ones that would be fun. Um, let's see. I am scrolling through right now. I think Spurs Fulham hmm. um, and Chelsea Villa will be good. Um, and let's see, who does Leeds play? Spurs and Leeds are going to be a blast, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be fun too. So those are kind of the the ones that I'm thinking about. Um, I guess Spurs is probably another overarching plot that I'm thinking about because if they can pull, if they get three wins in a row, um, they're looking at contending for the title for sure. But if they don't, if they lose all three games, you know, then it's looking a lot more dire. So I don't know. Those are the two two plot lines I'm thinking about: Arsenal and Spurs, the North Londoners. Yeah, totally. I'm with you on, I think especially the game, the Arsenal-Chelsea game on Boxing Day is going to be really interesting. Because uh, mm. I yeah. think both of those managers are a little bit on the ropes right now. Um, obviously, Arteta more so than Lampard, but still. Um, and then the other one I'm looking forward to, I, I am, I've been really enjoying watching Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa-Crystal Palace could be a really fun game. Um, I, I think the two kinds of talismans for those teams, Zaha and Grealish, are both excellent to watch. And this game will um, will give both of them chances to shine, I think. Um, so I think it, it could be really enjoyable. Oh, yeah, that is a good shout. That's a good shout. But overall, there's going to be a lot to take in. Yeah. Going to be hard to know what exactly I'll actually be able to watch. Yeah, that's true. But we'll be in Slack and Discord when we can. That sort of thing. Totally. All right. Well, is there uh, anything else we want to say? No, I don't think so. Again, have fun. Yeah. (laughs) As always, uh, Evan's uh, quickly becoming Evan's catchphrase. Uh, Have fun. All right. Well, um, I'll see you next week, Evan. Or not next week. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Sometime after. In the new year. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right. All right. See you later. All right. Bye.